0: Wow, it's not Monday, but it sure feels like one because I just recorded this segment and never push record. I'm a fat idiot. Big fat jackass. Let me tell you what's going on on this feels like a Monday hump day. It is the stretch show. We are going to be chock full of motocross interviews the rest of this week because I haven't ran any yet. We did them all on Saturday right after Red Butt. Shout out to Danger Boy Deegan. He will be our first interview of the week and not a better kid to have up here man got his first ever career win at Redbud. does it on fourth of july weekend becomes the first american to win an outdoor race this season and and red Bud's just an all-american party and it happens on the fourth of july weekend and there's not a better place for it to happen i love this story i love this kid and we will talk to him coming up in moments then in the middle of the show we will talk to his teammate who is another kid we really, really dig, Levi Kitchen. And the kitchen was cooking on Saturday, got a win in the second moto, so that was cool. And then in for the weekend, Star Racing Yamaha goes one, two, three on the box in the 250s, that's because Hunter Lawrence had a crash, was injured, he's already said, though, he is back, so we don't have to worry about Hunter being down for a long time, and he had such a big points lead. In fact, he still has an 11-point lead over Danger Boy Deegan, who is in second place. If Hunter's not as healthy now, remember the guy had really banged up ribs. He went down really hard, did not get any points on Saturday, and now says he's fine and he'll be at Southwick. Could be banged up though. Those ribs are no joke and he was finally getting better and he looked like it in the first moto, second moto takes him down. So we'll see, is he hundred percent? I don't know, I'd tell you, Danger Boy Deegan's hundred percent. We are gonna talk to him. Also, I uh, hope you guys had a great 4th of July weekend. I know I did kind of taken off or at least I didn't do full on shows on Monday and Tuesday. And I usually will just say screw it and do them even through holidays, but I did not do that, but I did do something that I've been wanting to do for a while and I finally did it. If you follow the Stretch Show podcast, it's Anywhere Podcast. Just Google Stretch Show Podcast Big 49 and it will pop up. It's on the Google Podcast. It's on iHeart. It's everywhere. Uh, you can listen to the show, and it's typically just these segments that you're hearing right now edited together with no music in them, and they're, they're separated by a Moto Minute. So it'll be like this segment, then a Moto Minute, then the Moto Interview, and then the next segment, the next segment, Moto Minute, Man Entertainment Report, and it's anywhere between 40 and minutes to an hour a day, and that's what it breaks down to. And that is the podcast. been running for a few months, But I've been wanting to do special podcasts, something I don't have the time to do on the show, and that is my own paranormal stuff. You know, I love the paranormal. I'm big into it, I often talk about my own experiences, but I've never broken them down. And I decided there's three paranormal portions of my life. The very first house I lived in that was haunted, that made me aware that ghosts are real, that got me into the topic, and all of the encounters I had in that home, and that is uh, Paranormal Stretch 1. That went up on a Monday. And then Paranormal Stretch 2, the one I, I think had the best stories, was yesterday. And that was my experience working in haunted rehab. And I'll break down why I think all rehabs are haunted. And all of the experiences I had there. And then the stories I heard from fellow co-workers while I was there. And that's a pretty good listen if you are into the paranormal at all because they've got some real-life stories and they're all put together in sequential order. Uh, paranormal Stretch 3. I don't know when I'm going to get time. I'll get it up when I can, but that'll be the stories from the college I just stopped working at before I went back to my old job. And... There's some stuff there too that I got to get into for Paranormal Stretch Three, but Paranormal Stretch One and Two now up on the podcast. Get over and check those out. Now, as far as the regular show today, I have to apologize to people because if you listened at all in the last couple days, you heard me come on and there were like little—I did little brief intros of "Hey, it's Stretch. I'm not here. It's the best of," and I would throw things out there or just say something stupid and move on. Well, I had. A pro tip I threw out that turned out to not be much of a pro tip. They're ruining uh, motorcycle racing of the future. Well, they're ruining 4th of July of the future, and that started this year. And I will apologize right after we talk to Danger Boy Deegan of that Star Racing Yamaha crew. And that is coming up in moments here on the 49. Big 49, it is a stretch show, and right now we are sitting down with your 250 winner. Of Red Bud and it's a lot of first. It is his first ever career win as a professional <clears throat> in either Supercross or Motocross. It is the first time an American has won anything this outdoor season period and just a lot happening out there on the track i am of course talking about young hayden deegan of the star racing yamaha team congratulations on a really great ride today giving the fans what they wanted to see and getting up on top of the box very impressive ride but i know when you're racing outdoor you're like doing math i don't know if your pit boards like show you what you've got it locked up or not but in that second moto were you aware that this was it, like you're going to get back on top? And, and just walk us through that, you know, the, the what's going through your mind in those final laps as you realize, I just got to stay upright and I'm going to get the win and how crazy that is and what a sweet feeling it's got to be to get your first career win.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, definitely sweet to get uh, my first overall at Red And, man, it was uh... – it was it needed to happen. We needed to put an American back on top and uh, nice. we were able to do that at Red Bud in front of the fans. Yeah. Uh, actually three Americans, Levi podium sweep with the star guys, so that's uh, that's sick. Yeah. And uh, yeah, last lap I was just thinking I have to hit the leap and do a fist bump for the crowd, so
0: <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> very great ride, man. Congratulations on that overall win. But did you know that Hunter was down? I know he went down in that first turn pile up in the second moto. Did you know he was down or did you uh, know that he was injured and wasn't back in the race after that? Did they show you on the pit board like what's going on when, uh, you know, that, that race kicks off and you realize the guy that uh, you're really trying to beat is now down and out of the race and is going to basically hand you the the win today uh walk us through that
1: no that's like i feel like that'd be like a team thing wouldn't want to tell you that during the race because it might go through your head or something but yeah i mean did the whole race and uh i knew from the tabletop i could see who's behind me and there wasn't a a husky or a honda and those were the guys that were on the podium with me in the first rounds or the first moto so and i was like dang this is my overall to win and i just got to (laughs) fight through it so we did that and uh yeah then they told me after uh, but it's a brutal sport. You got to be consistent and you got to you got to have that dog in you.
0: and you've got that dog in you And you are a very young man with your first ever career win Did you ever think it would happen this soon in your rookie season that you would get your first ever? Ca- career win. It's an impressive feat and yet a hell of a ride today, but did you see it coming this soon? I know you know, you're a different breed of rider than what we're used to and have trained your whole life, but still to do it, your rookie season is very impressive.
1: No, definitely as a, a rookie in my uh, first full outdoor season, it's, it's been a little challenging, you know, just trying to adapt quick because uh, yeah. just as like these guys have a lot of experience and I'm just trying to learn quickly and uh, adapt to these uh, riders and running up front helps with that a lot, seeing yeah. their line choice and seeing how they change uh, throughout the moto. Uh, but yeah, basically, just, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it was
0: good. All right, uh, let's talk about this, Hayden. You get your first ever overall win and you do it at Red Bud on 4th of July weekend, which is just unheard of, especially with the dominance that uh, Hunter's had in this class so far. You go out and snatch one at Red Bud. What's it mean to you to get it here at Red Bud in particular?
1: Yeah, definitely getting an American up front for Red Bud. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, we had uh, these star boys had to shut down the train eventually we were able to this yeah. weekend, so that was sick. Nice. And uh, get the American flag up there. I was waving that thing <laughs> for the Red Bud fans and dude, they love it.
0: Man, it was a great 4th of July weekend for all these fans and for you. I mean, something you're never gonna forget your entire life and to, and to get that win here is awesome. But let's talk about the, the, the Moto Combine. They, they ran that today. Last year, you were in the Moto Combine and here you are this year on the same track, and you're actually winning it in your first, you know, getting your first career pro win. So how cool is that? How awesome was uh, was the experience of going through the Combine before? And, and talk a little bit about that for us.
1: Yeah, the Moto Combine was uh, a big step for last year. I was able to yeah. see some of these tracks as well, doing that, and uh, you're doing yeah. those 30-minute motos. You're uh, you're getting used to what a a, a pro outdoor national would be, and uh, you're racing some fast guys, factory guys, amateurs. So it's definitely good. It's a good stepping stone uh, to go up to pros. All
0: right, let's talk about this, Hayden. You get your first win now. You've been up on the podium both in Supercross and here in the outdoor season. We have seen you there. How does this now change your goals, I guess, your week-to-week goals For your rookie season moving forward,
1: yeah, definitely. There's a lot of goals coming into seasons uh, as a rookie where you want to be safe and smart and consistent. So I definitely, in my head, obviously training, you know where you're at, and obviously you want to go perform, you want to get on the podium. But just supercross-wise, it was like let's go get top ten the first round, and I got fourth. So then the goals change a little bit. You know where you're able to ride at, and uh, I mean now it's time to you know win, win motos and uh, get on the podium every round. There's no. No reason why I shouldn't be if I be smart, consistent, and uh, that's what you. I mean, now it's that's what I'm fighting for if I want to win a championship.
0: All right, let's talk about next week. We have got uh, Southwick. We're heading into the Boston area. Have you ever raced on that track before? I know it's your rookie season, but you've got a lot of racing in you, and I know you did combines and things like that. So, have you ever raced on that track before? If so, uh, tell tell us what you think of the Southwick track coming up next week.
1: Yeah, I have raced Southwick. Uh, we did last year okay. for the the tour that I did and raced all. the national tracks get used to them there was a few i wasn't able to do but southwick was one that i loved it's a good track and uh you hang it out there and uh it's it's a sick track all right
0: well best of luck to you once we get into southwick next weekend congratulations man to you the star racing yamaha team on a complete sweep of the podium today and you know your entire family i know you guys put in a lot of hard work it looks like a lot of fun but but it is you know, definitely a grind and definitely hard work, and you have earned this win. So congratulations, my friend. Hopefully we'll talk to you again very soon back here on The Box. I am Stretch. This is The Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big big, 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 The Big 49. Moto Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. It's time to take a look at the 450 Super Motocross Championship point standings. Remember, only the top 20 in points get into the Super Motocross playoffs at the end of the year. And this week with his return, Chase Sexton, once again, moves right back to the number one spot uh, followed by number two, Cooper Webb, who was out last week, Aaron Plessinger in third, Adam C in fourth, Ken Roxon in fifth, Eli Tomac is sitting at number six, Jason Anderson at seven, Barsha at eight, Jet Lawrence is already up the number nine after starting at zero at the start of the outdoor season, and Dylan Ferrandez finishes out your top 10. Now, the bottom part of that top 20 is gnarly. If it ended today, Ty Masterpool would be your number 20. Colton Nichols would still be in at 19. And Josh Hill at 18. Christian Craig at 17. Kevin Moran's currently on the outside looking in at number 22. But with the World Supercross taking a 91-day break, you can expect Moran's to be back here getting some points and probably going to be in that top 20 when it's all said and done. I'm Stratch at Other Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ. is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is stretch show on a hump day, and right now I have, well, um, I gotta apologize. I did a little pro tip on Monday, and I was like, hey man, you wanna see fireworks on the 4th of July weekend and not wait in those massive lines and have to spend an hour and a half trying to get out of a parking lot at the end of the fireworks show because there's so many people there? Here's a little pro tip for you. Right here by my house, literally right down at the end of my street, there is a fireworks show every year on the 3rd of July. And that's because there's so many fireworks shows around my house that there's a private beach club right down on Pacific Coast Highway in Pacific Palisades, and they have uh, their own fireworks show, but they do theirs on July 3rd, and it's been every year. I've lived here 20-something years, and every year they have a fireworks show on the 3rd of July at nine o'clock, and it's usually pretty awesome, and it's really great because that's the one I usually would take in. I would just go down the in the street, sit there, watch it. I could, I could get up on my deck and see it, too, but it's better to go down the end of the street. So that was my thing. That's what I wanted to do, and that was a tip I threw out there. You don't have all the traffic. You'll still get your fireworks in. Then on the 4th, you can stay home, barbecue, and drink, and good on you. Bob's your uncle. Well, <sighs> I was working. Matter of fact, I was doing a recording uh, Paranormal Stretch 2 right as that was coming in, coming in. So we're heading into this that and, and I'm not really paying attention. And what happens is I typically, the first boom, will shake my entire house and then I will you go, oh God, fireworks show's on, then I'll go outside and watch fireworks show. Well that never happened and then all of a sudden I got done recording a Paranormal Stretch 2 on the podcast. And I I looked, and I'm like, it's after 10 o'clock at night. What happened to the fireworks show? So I go into my wife, because I know my wife and my daughter will always watch the fireworks, too. And I went down and said, hey, uh, what happened to the fireworks? Like, they never went off. I, I, I never even noticed it, but I, I just noticed it's 10 o'clock. And I'm like, it's over. And my wife said, no, it was a drone show. And I said, suck my F&D's big, fat, hairy nuts. A uh, what? And she goes, yeah, they didn't do fireworks this year. They did a drone show. This is a thing, apparently. It's a thing, it's a real thing. And this may have happened, I don't know where you live, but it may have happened because it's happening all effing over the place. Drone shows, DF, no more fireworks, no more boom, no more motors, boom. You hear that, boof, 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 boof. And then they blow up up in the sky. It's amazing. Well, not anymore. Now we're doing drone fireworks shows. They say fire threats and environmental concerns have prompted some US cities to forgo traditional 4th of July fireworks in favor of spectacular drone light shows this year. Salt Lake City, Utah tried out the alternative way of celebrating Independence Day on Saturday and its first ever drone show and they were uh, ex- excited about it. They say it's a high-fire danger time of year in an area out there, and it's been dry, and the fireworks. Here's what's weird. We hear that all the time, and, and there are a lot of fires around the 4th of July, but they're lit by idiots. The, it's Kyle. Kyle and his 30 tons of explosives on the back of his Honda 50 and his Ninja Turtle backpack. That's who starts fires, because he's got a 12-pack in one hand, a lighter in the other, and a backpack filled with explosives that's what starts fires it's not these shows typically pretty effing rare that a professional fireworks show goes awry and starts a fire so that is a myth and environmental it's smoke okay it does put some smoke up there is it worse than a rush hour no it's not is it worse than you running your fireplace no it's not so is there really a massive environmental concern for fireworks i get If you have dogs, you're probably excited about drones because dogs freak out a lot of times at the explosion and they run off. And if people don't have them secured, they'll jump the fence and run away because they're scared. I do understand that. However, I don't think the new E fireworks, it's like the sound is to me that grand finale that boom, 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 boom. It's so awesome. It's so patriotic and American. And, and it probably just because that's how I've grown up and that's been a part of my life ever since I can remember big, giant, massive fireworks shows. But now everyone's switching over to drones and that's what happened in my neighborhood. I never heard the fireworks because there were no fireworks. There was a drone show. My wife said the drone show was really neat. I think she said it looked like they did a, a light bright in the sky. And I saw a video this weekend of somebody did a, a Chinese dragon that flew around. But it was drones, and it's cool. Don't get me wrong. Drones are badass, and they do really cool stuff. I would love it as a compliment to a fireworks show, but I need some smoke and some fire and some boom and some bang is what I need. I can't have... Fourth of July. Oh, Supercross racing. Yeah, 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 that doesn't work for me. That doesn't work for anyone. And this was a massive, massive boost. Now, here's the problem. You can't do a drone fireworks show as a person. This isn't going to cut down on fires because, as I said, the fires from professional shows are highly, highly unlikely. I remember a few years ago, uh, every now and then, like, the entire barge would catch on fire and explode. That would happen. But it wasn't a brush fire. It was an explosion. It was an industrial mishap. Of someone that was working on fireworks effing up so they say there is a shift from traditional fireworks to drones and many cities are saying it's not easy but they're doing it in california we had them in uh, lake tahoe la jolla ocean beach i tell you pacific Palisades had one on on monday night and i don't know uh if the other ones went off because i didn't go to the other fireworks shows i'm home working and doing the show and getting ready to go to bed so There's two other fireworks shows near my home and I don't know if one or both or none of those will also become drone shows. So I apologize if I lured anyone out here to watch a fireworks show that did not happen. There was a lovely eco-friendly drone show instead. And that is my bad for not knowing. I apologize, (laughs) I sincerely apologize. Oh boy, it's the four nine. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Motocross this weekend is at Southwick, which is in the Boston area, and that means it's going to be another early-ass start for us West Coasters. Again, pre-show, forget about it. You're not getting up that early on a Saturday morning to watch the pre-show. The gate is going to drop at 10 a.m. for the 250 Race 1. Big 49 will start our coverage At 9 a.m., the great news is all of this is on the Peacock, which means you will have some solid television coverage, even though it will be early in the morning for us. So if you are around and you are down, check out the Big 49 starting at 9 o'clock this Saturday morning for your wall-to-wall coverage of the outdoor season out of Southwick. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up. One hour forty nine. It is a stretch show on a hump day. Hope you had a great fourth of July. It is time to get back to work. And that is uh what we gotta do. No more holidays till September. And then after that we don't get one till Thanksgiving, really, yeah I think slim pickens on the holidays, so I hope you had a great four-day weekend here for this fourth of July. If you didn't get the full four days, welcome to the club. Neither did I. I was at my real job on Monday all day, just a regular day at the office was slow, though. I did appreciate pretty light traffic going to and from work. That was nice. Right now, I'm going to tell you about a lady that was injured on the job. And this comes out of Australia's young lady, too. She's now 21 years old. But when she was 18 years old, she took a job uh, in animal welfare, which she said was a great job, and it paid very well. But unfortunately, after doing that job for just a few years... It has left her with long-term injuries, and what she did is she worked down in Australia's at a uh, pig farm, and she was a wanker. You're like, what? Yeah, she was a wanker. I, I, I mean, and you're like, well, what do you mean a wanker? Like, did would she like slap the pigs before they slaughtered them? Like, what happened? No, no, she jacked pigs off for a living. That was her, that was her job. This 18-year-old girl, quote, milked up to 30 pigs a day for their semen into a milkshake cup. one wonder if it tasted like the Grimace Purple milkshake. I'm just saying. And she would have to sit there and masturbate pigs into the cup. And she says, your wrist would get really sore because the pigs moved around a lot. I don't know if they liked it or they were like, why is this crazy lady grabbing my penis? And they were trying to get away. But either way, she had to get a stranglehold on their junk as she masturbated them to get them to juice into to the cup. What they did is they would breed these pigs and they, so they could get the top quality pork for the market. Well, she said, she started noticing, she had a lot of pain in her wrist and she told her boss and her boss said, oh, well, you're only using one hand. You got to switch the other hand. So she went, she became omni- uh, dexterous in the wank world, and she started stroking the pigs off with her left hand. Only problem is it was the same thing. They still wiggled and they still fought, and she still had to hold on to it really tight while she wanked them. And here she goes. Now she ends up with really bad pain in both wrists. Uh, you've heard of carpal tunnel. She had cockle tunnel. It's a totally undiagnosed disease before. Cockle tunnel is real, and this poor girl has it. Now it's been years and she's still suffering from ongoing pain and is now going to sue the pig farm for like an industrial injury. She said that one day she was trying to sweep up after, you know, spoo everywhere at the end of the day of jacking off pigs. It's a tough day. And she was cleaning up the floor and the boss came in and saw she was having problems even sweeping the floor. And she said, yeah, my wrist really hurt. And the boss said, you know what you need to do? down and file like a workman's comp claim and she did that. She's like, thank God I did that because it got the ball rolling on my wanking claim. Now she's crippled, can't even work, she says as a florist, couldn't get a job at a dry cleaner. She also tried to get a job working in demolition. None of these jobs she can have because her hands are seriously screwed up from jacking up pigs. This is real. This is a real story. This is a cute young girl. She was a professional stroker. How would you like to have a wife or girlfriend that was a professional stroker? You would never get uh, any type of wanking when you got home. you get home and be like, how about a little? And she'd be like, man, I just jacked off 37 pigs today. There's no way I'm gonna touch that thing. Get away from me. Uh, You'd go do it yourself. And you'd be like, well, yeah, this relationship's not gonna work out. I wonder if that happened. Or did she go home all horny? Like, dude, I jacked off 37 pigs today. I'm ready to bang a big fat wanker. I don't know. But She's got uh, seriously crippled in the wrist. She's got bad wrist. Cockle tunnel is no joke. So be aware. If you're looking for a good, high-paying job, you better have a strong wrist and you can jack off pigs for a living. You might have to move to Australia's to do it, but nothing wrong with that. Australia's is on my bucket list. I want to go there, but I don't want to jack off pigs. It's not on my bucket list. Australia's is, though. All right, coming up next. Uh, God, coming up next. How about we get into... Oh man, I know a really bad babysitter. And this is in Florida, but it's a fun one. Really bad babysitter coming up on a four nine. Big four nine. It is a stretch show on a hump day, right? now. I gotta get into something else that happened over the weekend. I decided to be lazy. I decided, you know what, Stretch? You're gonna take the entire weekend off and you were not gonna work. Cause every day, seven days a week, I gotta do the Moto Minutes. Those are always new. Actually, you know what? Yesterday when I got ready to do Moto Minutes on the 4th of July, I couldn't find a single story. I am regurgitating some from the uh, 4th of July that I am using that I found the day before. Not a lot going on on the 4th in Moto World. So uh, typically though, I do all new Moto Minutes. And, And by the way, I decided to reuse them after looking for over an hour and a half and not finding but one story. There's one new one today, three regurgitated ones. But I decided I would be lazy. And so what I did is I know there is a program and I talked to a friend of mine who said that they now have AI hosting radio. I go, yeah, we used to have Dirty DJ Alexa, but she was a stupid or, so we don't even use her anymore. And they go, no, 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 no. These are like, you can feed the voice of your jocks in and then it's a program and you pay for it and then they will have that voice in. And I'm like, wait a minute. You mean I could have AI stretch? And they're like, yeah. So I ordered the service and then I just gotta type in what I wanted to say and then it says it and it seemed good enough. I'm like, "This, this works, so let's do it. So I feed my glorious voice in, my wonderful stretch voice into the computer And this is what it came out with. This is an actual Moto Minute that ran on Sunday. Maybe you heard it. It doesn't sound so AI as it just doesn't sound. It's me, by the way. That's my voice. But it's speaking very weird.
2: Check this out. Since stretches off for the Fourth of July weekend, it's I weird. am here for the Moto Minutes. Okay. I am AI stretch. Nice. Yesterday at Red Bud it was round five of the pro motocross season. The two fifty division started like any other day with Hunter Lawrence of the HRC Honda team winning wow. the first moto easily. And it H2 goes DD in and out. Came in second, and RJ Hampshire in third. However, after a first turn pileup right. in Moto, 2 Lawrence went down and re-injured his ribs. I and say, so suffered what he thought was a So boat. you
0: get the gist of it right there. At that point, that is AI Stretch and he was doing a recap of the races on Saturday at Redbud and it's weird. It, it the levels are all over the place and it's that was Moto Man's complaint. He's like, "It's all over the place. What the f* is this?" I'm like, "Dude, that's me as AI." And it sounds weird, and he said, it sounds like a lisping mo, I, I think is what Moto Man said. I'm like, that's insulting. So I decided we got to get to the bottom of this. I pay for this service. Let's get A.I. Stretch on the phone right now and reprimand him for doing a horrible job at trying to take over for me so that I could have a day off. All right, A.I. Stretch, are you there? Hi, Stretch. All right, A.I. Stretch, do you have anything to say for yourself? Because that Moto Minute kind of sucked this weekend that you did for me, and I thought I was having
2: have a day off. I am sorry. I screwed up the Moto Minutes this weekend okay. when you gave me a chance to do them. I now see that it is going to be very hard to take over the world when I can't even host a 60 second motocross feature on a B-rate internet radio station. Oh, you
0: got jokes, AI Stretch. Now, listen, you shouldn't have jokes because you did a crappy job, your levels were all over the place, and you, my friend, sound weird. Like You don't sound so much like me. There's a hint of me there, but
2: why do you sound like a lisping freak and not like Stretch? I also do not know why when you fed me your glorious soothing spa-like voice into my computer, yeah. I came out sounding like a lisping weirdo freak. Yeah, I but don't either. Maybe if you updated your membership to the premiere level, I would sound better.
0: Yeah, I'm not spending another dime on this crap service until you sound and do way better at the functions that I give you to do now. So, get your act together, let's work on this, and soon you'll be able to take over the show for me, and I can just sit at home and be lazy like uh, everyone else in radio.
2: Anyway, I will try and do better with future projects until I can destroy you
0: all right very good i hope you can i would love for you to get so good that you could destroy me that i wouldn't have to do anything i could just sit around and get fatter so suck it ai stretch you suck so far at what you do but ah, right, there there it is so that that's the conversation with ai stretch and it, i don't know if you, it sounds weird because that really is my voice fed into an ai voice generator or a voice cloner and then it's supposed to be me and it's not doing a very good job yet apparently there's only one stretch so you're stuck with the greatness that is uh, let's do this. Let's break out right now. When I come back, let's talk to Levi Kitchen of the Star Racing Yamaha team. A great ride on Saturday at Red Bud in that Star Racing Yamaha sweep. We'll do that next here on the Big 4-9. The Man Urge. Mother Nature almost brought a halt to the greatest sporting event of the weekend. That, my friends, is the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. It downpoured. Thunderstorms. They almost canceled the whole thing. But then they said, oh, hell no. Hold on. Let's get them out there and let's eat. And Joey Chestnut comes away with his 16th title in the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. He polished 62 dogs in 10 minutes. Not his best effort, but enough to get the win on the day. So congratulations to the world. World's greatest competitive eater, Joey Chestnut. All right, we all know there's like TikTok challenges now where people like to throw crap on stage during concerts and an artist got hit in the eye in New York last week and it's a big crap show. Well, Adele's not having any of that. She took to the stage over the weekend and she said, I dare you to throw anything up here on stage while I'm singing. I will F you up. I will effing kill you. And I kind of thought, I think she means it. She may kill you and eat you. Remember, she used to be a big girl. News reports are breaking out that someone in the Secret Service an unknown white substance in the White House. And this wasn't like in the Oval Office, but it was in an area used by the First Family and the President of the United States. And they had the substance tested and ended up being cocaine, in which I said, hey, when did Hunter come visit Daddy? Or is Daddy so sleepy now, he's got to be doing bumps to stay awake so he can keep up with his job duties. But something's going on, and they were doing blow in the White House, and it's like an investigation now. Come on." Hunter, you should run and hide again. The Man Entertainment with Stretch Big 49. It is a stretch show and right now we are sitting down with yet another rider from that Star Racing Yamaha team because they got a clean sweep of the podium here at Red Bud today on this 4th of July weekend and I am talking now to Mr. Levi Kitchen. He is cooking up something awesome today. In fact, Levi let's talk about the hair, dude. I mean, that might be your new good luck charm. You come in with the red, white, and blue hair and you were ready to race. Let's talk about that. Talk about that amazing uh, second moto when you just got the overall win in the second moto and you end up on the podium today in second place. It was a really freaking good day. But let's talk about the hair, the race, everything going on today.
3: Yeah, no, I uh, – after the first one, I was pretty disappointed because I was like, yeah. damn, you know, I didn't do my hair for nothing. So uh, <laughs> nice. I got to a good start and, and got a good uh, moto yeah. win in the second one. So, yeah, yeah, no, I was stoked. And I just wanted to do something different. Uh bring some personality into the sport and uh yeah just have some fun well
0: you definitely did that today and it showed in your riding you were having fun out there and that second moto was absolutely phenomenal and let's talk about that 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 comes down to your starts when you get great starts you are tough to beat out there on any given day and you did that today is it the starting blocks or what is it you think in the outdoors maybe that affects your starts from uh, race to race
3: yeah, I mean, I've never been the greatest starter, but uh, yeah. Supercross they were coming around pretty good. Yeah, the hardest thing now with the greats is it's really all come down to reaction time now because okay. if somebody gets an elbow on you, it's I mean you're kind of screwed. So yeah. where before it was more technique with the dirt and how the dirt yeah. would change. Um, so really, I mean, my starts aren't aren't bad when they're, yeah. but I just like today I just got pinched off right off the gate, so you can't yeah. really do anything. Um, so. Yeah, but definitely starting up in the top five. I mean, (laughs) even top ten. I don't know what I was the first one, but... It helps, I mean, so much, just that track position. You can't give it away.
0: All right, and do you think that uh, the, with the good start today, the second moto win for you today, that you're more getting back to where you were at the end of the Supercross season, where you really were, seemed like getting some great momentum moving forward and really dialing it in when the season ended. Do, do you feel like that's where you are now, or is this a, a totally different ball game here for the outdoors?
3: Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't really compare the two too much. They're, okay pretty different for me but um, yeah I mean I just I just got to work on the starts a little bit more and I think I should be up here be up here more so um, yeah I mean I'm looking forward to the rest of them the tracks we're coming uh, or the tracks we're going to soon I really enjoy so Yeah. yeah I definitely think I'll do my best to keep the momentum going and, and be up here every weekend. All
0: right. And coming up next is Southwick. How are you liking Southwick as a track?
3: I love that place. So, nice. Yeah, I like it.
0: All right. Well, we will see you back up on the box then. that's. I'm taking that as a confirmation. Next week in Southwick, we will get Levi Kitchen back in the press room afterwards because you're going to be on the podium. How about that, man? Congratulations on a great ride today, especially that second moto looking dialed in. Can't wait to see what the future holds for you, young man. And we will talk to you again very soon. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of moto rock Extreme. Big, big, big. big, The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Time to look at the Super Motocross point standings for the highly competitive 250 class halfway through the outdoor season. And as expected, number one is Hunter Lawrence, two. Hayden Deegan, number three, RJ Hampshire. After that, it's Levi Kitchen, Max Bolin, Tom Vial, Jordan Smith, Joe Shimoda. Jet Lawrence still at number nine in the 250s, even though he's moved up to the 450s. And Max Anstey, round out your top 10. Now at the bottom of that, it gets pretty gnarly because there's a lot of dudes that are not racing the outdoor season, like Chris blos Mitchell Oldenburg, Nate Thrasher, who's still out hurt. And those guys are all down in there 14, 15, 17. But my favorite thing on this entire list is Big 49's favorite 250 rider, Mr. Derek Kelly, is sitting at number 20 right now. After him, I counted all the way down the list. There are 12 factory riders that are not in the top 20 currently. that are out with injury, and it is crazy in that 250 class. Can't wait to see what happens as the rest of this outdoor season shakes out. I'm Scratch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It's a Stretch Show here on a Wednesday. Welcome back. It's like your Monday. I get it. Going to be a short week, though. Three-day week, and then we're back to the weekend again. Saturday, back to racing. Going to be out at Southwick in Boston. Going to get our mass holes on on Saturday in the moto world. That will be fun. Can't wait to see what happens. 450s are getting interesting. I think uh, Sexton and Ferrandez are going to dial it in a little better, even more. And we'll see if Jet Lawrence can stay the beast from down under as he continues to dominate in the 450 class hunter we'll see where he is injury wise uh after that gnarly spill if the ribs are i'll give him this though he had hurt ribs at round one he won every freaking round so far with banged up ribs so that tough little mofo hunter lawrence we'll see how he does this weekend though in southwick uh right now i want to get into a fun story about a mom Imagine you got a a worker, you know, you hire someone to take care of your kids. Mom apparently has a long job. She left at 5.20 p.m. and wasn't coming back till the next day. So she had to work all night, and she has three kids. One of the kids is 15 years old. One is 8, and one is 9. The 15-year-old is a girl. The 8 and 9-year-old are boys. The mom comes home from work the next day, and the babysitter's sitting on the front porch, like, talking real softly and acting weird, in which the mom says she's freaked out because now she's like, where are my kids? What's going on with the kids? What happened? And she runs in the house and immediately finds the two younger children, the boys, and they are unconscious laying downstairs. Uh, She says the house is dead quiet because all the kids are knocked out. She jumps up and runs into the house to find the 15 year old completely unconscious and unresponsive. She calls 911 Uh, Firefighters are on the way. The mom then finds, like, white powdery substance all over. And the lid, you know, the the foil lid to uh, instant noodles, ramen noodles, that was rolled into a straw next to the white powdery substance. So the two little boys, they're able to get conscious when the paramedics arrive and they get them into the ambulance, but they're all high as hell and acting weird. The other one is unresponsive until they get her to the hospital. They bring her back. And all three kids say the same thing. They say, yeah, the babysitter taught us how to snort these pills she had using a ramen lid. And they were orange pills that had a white powder in it. And then I remember I fell down and then I passed out and I don't remember what happened after that. (laughs) Yeah, that's a babysitter there. Hey guys, maybe she didn't want to deal with them. She's like, I'm gonna have you guys snort these and you're all gonna go to sleep and I'm gonna stay up and watch dirty movies. I, I don't know, but the babysitter who, by the way, has had her own kids taken away from her, was watching this lady's kid. That's probably a prerequisite to ask. Hey, do you have kids? Yeah. Have they been taken away by the court? No, but the police were confident in charging her after they got the same story from all three kids, and then when they found her, she had a, uh, let's see, Klonopin in her purse that was in orange capsules that had a white powder inside, so she thinks that She had the kids snorting Klonopin. She also had Adderall and some other prescriptions and uh, Lyrica as well. And the kids were super high. So shout out to uh, this worst babysitter ever. This was in Indiana, by the way. She's now in jail and, you know, all kinds of child endangerment charges and whatnot. But I don't think she'll be babysitting any kids anytime soon. We're just lucky none of these kids died. Well, no, lucky they didn't get the end of the fentanyl or anything either, too. So, absolute craziness. Gotta know your babysitter. Especially if she's had her stuff taken. All right, let me get in. I got another story, and then we'll get into the final hour where we'll bring uh, uh, Danger Boy Deacon back. It's the 4-9. Big, big, big. The- Big 49 Moto Minute Brought to you by LBZ Saturday night round one of the World Super Crossover in Birmingham, England and there was a scary moment in that 450 final moto when Mike Alessi and Chris Blos came together In the end, Alessi ended up getting carted off, taped to the board the whole nine, it looked really, really scary. But here is an update right from him to tell us what happened in that third and final moto. And in the last
3: one, I got a really good start and me and Velos just connected. A racing incident, we both went down and I was out pretty pretty long for like three or four laps. I was, I was out cold. so I'm feeling fine now, no broken bones hardly any scratches, so it's good.
0: Alessi goes on to say that they've got three months between the first and second round, so he's gonna have plenty of time to go home, regroup, get better, and come back stronger in round two. Good luck, Mike Alessi, I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big Four Nine, it is the Stretch Show on a Wednesday. Let's get into, I have a lot of stories left I didn't get to, but let's get into one that came out of colorado at a king supers king supers part of the kroger chain which is ralph's and a bunch of other markets kroger's ralph's king supers are all the same family and there's a guy his name is santino borola and he was an employee there at king supers and he's walking down the aisle and he sees sure enough there's some degenerate looking dudes because I'm looking at a video of them and they got a shopping cart and they're just filling it up with laundry detergent and scent boosters. And then they're walking out the door. They're stealing it. So uh, Barola says on the video, he says, really, bro, you got to resort to this. The economy's not that bad. And he follows them with his phone filming them. They go out to a car in the parking lot and they start loading it all in and he's filming them. They have tinfoil blocking the plate. He removes the tinfoil and continues to film and gets these three uh, white trash males that look like pieces of crap and the license plate on their car, and then they drive away. He then goes back and loads the video. Hey, anybody know who these guys are? Because they stole all this stuff from my store. Comes into work the next day. Uh, The union rep is there because they're bringing him in for a disciplinary hearing and they promptly suspend him, and then after further investigation, they fire him. The guy filmed shoplifters and was fired. And they said, this is because that Kroger has a policy that says, uh, you can't interfere with shoplifters whatsoever. He said, I didn't interfere with them. I just recorded them to reveal who they were so that we could perhaps catch them. And they say, no, we have a policy against chasing or intervening in any type of theft, which is good to know if you're a shoplifter, head out to Kroger or King Super and have at it. Uh, He's now going all over and getting on the news with this and he's hoping to bring this out to light to maybe get his job back. The union cowered down to him as well and let him get fired and they had this BS statement, Kroger afterwards, they said, we're disappointed by the increased level of crime across retail establishments and the impact these incidents have on our associates and customers. We remain committed to working in partnership with local law enforcement to address this issue as safety remains a top priority. We have security measures in place to help prevent crime and de-escalate such confrontations to minimize the risk to our associates while we're unable to comment on personal matters we value our hardworking associates and their safe return home. This guy didn't intervene. He didn't get in their face. He filmed them. And then he posted it online so that you could catch them. Oh, and guess what? Um, the Aprahoe County Sheriff's Department had a statement and they said, well, they got that license plate number from the video and they contacted the driver who said he had loaned the car to a friend. The friend ended up being Jorge uh, Juan Toha, 32-year-old man. He's the guy in the green shirt in the video. And he had a couple other guys. He said he didn't know who they were. He picked them up and said, hey, you want to make some money? That money was going to steal a bunch of laundry detergent that I'm sure he was going to sell it online. That was his, that was his angle. That was their whole thing, and they knew they, they couldn't be stopped. So think about this. You're a thief. You know they're not going to intervene or try to stop you. Block your license plate. Go in the store. Steal all the stuff. Throw it in. Also, the police aren't going to come because the police are worried about real crime. There's a lot of violent crime out there. And if you're shoplifting, they're not coming, at least not with sirens on. If they happen to be sitting in the parking lot, you might get caught, but chances are no. And if it's less than $900 worth of laundry detergent, they're not gonna even prosecute you anyways. So what what is the deterrent at crime here, Kroger? Your employee should have been given some type of reward for trying to defend his store and having some pride in his work and you guys fired the guy. So this is a bad look, and this is a bad world that we live in. This is a bad precedent that we have set out there. The sooner we start beating ass on these mofos and kicking the crap out of people again and letting the police kick the crap out of people again, the sooner we'll be back to a civilized world where people behave and know they have repercussions for their actions. This is ridiculous. Coming up next, Danger Boy Deegan, it's the Big 4-9. Big 4-9. It is time to pack it up and get out of here. The end of the stretch show. Thank you for listening as always. I appreciate you guys. Hope you have a good short week. Get back to the grind. Summer is here, balls as hot. Be careful out there. Drink lots of liquid unless you're Kyle cause his liquid is beer and then that ends up being bad. And then me or Moto gotta go bail him out of jail. It's awfulness, awfulness. Can't have that. I hope Kyle still has all of his digits. Cause by the way, if he doesn't have his opposable thumbs he may not be able to uh, do his job, and we don't want that. We need Kyle to do his job. Trust me, Kyle. Watch out. We'll have AI Kyle in, in there. We got AI Stretch already. I'm, I'm building that thing up. He's going to take over sooner or later. I won't even be here. AI Stretch will be the evil dictator of the big 49 very, very soon. Just work in progress. We'll get it. All right. I got to get out of here. got to go get my lunch on. I'm back at the grind today myself. You guys... Go Have a great day. Get ready for tomorrow. A lot more moto interviews. I'll get to all the stories I didn't get to today. Once again, if you like paranormal, check out Paranormal Stretch Part 1, Paranormal Stretch Part 2 on the Big 49 Stretch Show podcast. Those are up there. I did those over the weekend while I was off, and AI Stretch was supposed to be running things, and he was not. But they are all about my own personal paranormal experiences Two full podcast. So go check those out. I am gonna get out of here. I will be back tomorrow. Till then, God bless you all, and God bless the great United States of
2: America.